Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. theme song of the cult classic movie The Warriors. If you've never seen it, you need to get it. This is the way it was on the subways back in the late 70s when I started The Guardian Angels. In fact, it was a Paramount film released on February 8th, 1979. And as a night manager of Mickey D's at East Fordham Road in Webster, I began the first Guardian Angel patrol on this date, 45 years ago, at night. And I'll be back up there where it all started. At the Mickey D's at East Fordham Road in Webster, which now, wrong way, Lou Rafino is closed. By McDonald's Corporation uh, from Oak Bridge, Chicago, Illinois, because they have deemed it to be unmanageable and too dangerous. With dope dealers and drug users, pimps and pushers, gangbangers, thugs, who had permeated the lobby. The managers had lost control, so the owner-operator of the franchise went no mas, no mas. And the corporate headquarters decided not to try to find a replacement, and it's been padlocked. Boy, we've gone full circle. Because when Don Chin was the manager... And I was the night manager. We had that Mickey D's in check. In far more dangerous situations, when you had street gangs infamous like the Black Spades, Savage Nomad, Savage Skulls, coming in on a regular basis to commit mayhem. Total battles in the lobby where I would hire a crew, some of them right out of Rikers Island, not for their ability to make quarter pounders with cheese, pulling them off the grill, but their ability to back me up when I had to go over the counter and deal with problems. And there were many back then. We're talking about from 1976 to 1980. Started the group in 79 months afterwards. They shipped me to 236 in Broadway, all the way at the last stop in the one train right before it, right by the precinct. Figured I wouldn't get into any trouble there. And then uh, the letter came from McDonald's Corporation, signed by Ronald McDonald himself. Not the Hamburglar, which in that neighborhood at East Fordham and Webster would have been preferred than uh, Ronald McDonald. The letter was, fire Sliwa, he's a vigilante. And I was out on my tuchus. 
uh, only to put even more time into developing what has eventually become an international public safety organization in 13 countries, 130 cities with 5,000 members and about 500 here in New York City. But we saw a situation develop yesterday, just about at the beginning of rush hour, it was 4.30 in the afternoon, crowded number four train. We referred to it in 1979. That was the train we first began to patrol as the Muggers Express. Woodlawn was the last stop, would lead you to the cemetery and what we call their Little Dublin. And then as it would go south, Eventually, it went deeper through the Bronx and then through the South Bronx past Yankee Stadium and then down into Manhattan and eventually into Brooklyn. That's the train we started on. And what happened yesterday was similar to what was happening back in 1979, except then, because we were in fiscal restraint on the cusp of going bankrupt, A. Beam, who was the mayor, uh, basically tried to declare bankruptcy, and it was Gerald Ford, the president at the time, that said, drop dead, New York City. We're not bailing you out. And he was right to do that, Gerald Ford, because our insolvency was based on the political corruption in the city, which was controlled by the Democrats, just total corruption that drained the finances. So that when Ed Koch, the brand-new mayor, got into office, he had to operate under a financial control board put together by Governor Kerry, managed by Felix Roatan using bankers' money, and Victor Gottbaum, who used the pension money of many of the unions to keep the city afloat. And Ed Koch had to count for every nickel, dime, and penny he spent, which he hated, but it meant he had to slash across the board police services, social services, education, sanitation, the whole nine yards, probably what we're going to go through next year because we've uh, spent all this money on migrants. And at that time, the decision was made to remove the uniformed transit police in the off-peak hours, 7 at night to 5 in the morning. And it was all our crime like you saw yesterday. And that's what motivated me to start the Guardian Angels. And what you saw yesterday is going to happen more and more, and it involves youth gangs, thugs. Just like you saw the other day, the 15-year-old thug from Venezuela, the migrant thug, who they found up in Yonkers, uh, the one the one person who was probably targeted because six were shot. When the doors opened up of the northbound number four train, fights and shots were being fired between apparently two youth gangs. And a 15-year-old boy was shot, apparently the target. But whoever was shooting was spraying, and people on the platform were falling. A 14-year-old girl, 28-year-old man, 29-year-old woman, 71-year-old man. Thankfully, none of them uh, will face uh, perishing or real serious injuries. But there is a 29-year-old woman who was shot in the face and neck, and she's in perilous condition. And then there is uh, the individual, a 35-year-old man who was shot and killed. Now, this is uh, as a result of gang warfare. In fact, the police, uh, transit police chief Michael Kempler said that this was not random. It's probably a continuation of street gang fighting that has grown significantly in the Bronx, especially with the introduction of these migrant youth gangs from Ecuador, most specifically from Venezuela, Colombia. 
who are now all of a sudden in competition with the local street gangs, of which there are many, the Dominican gangs, the Trinitarios, MS-13, Bloods, Crips. I can run them down. We deal with them all the time as guardian angels. So for me, this is personal. Um, sort of going full circle from when I first started the guardian angels on the number four train to where I will be tonight to honor those who have been uh, shot and killed in the line of duty as guardian angels. There have been six, many others seriously injured. Those occurred in the very first days of the guardian angels, first 13 years when the elected officials were opposed to us and the police went out of their way to harass us and there was no such thing as cell phones and calling 911. Once the patrol was out there, they were on their own. Try to find a, uh, a a coin phone that would operate? No, they were all vandalized and broken into for the quarters. So you were on your own. Uh, but what I will do is put aside my differences uh, with the mayor, of which there are many, especially after last week he indicated that the crime increase of 50% in the subways just last month was because the city had run out of money to pay for transit cops to patrol the system. We know we have to focus on uh, transit crime. Our transit system must remain safe. Uh, We had a shift in the number of offices we had uh, underground. Uh, The funding uh, ran out. Could you play that again? Did you hear that? The funding ran out. Now, how could the funding run out? Well, because we're spending all our money on migrants and not on protecting people in the subways any longer as subway crime is skyrocketing. We know we have to focus on uh, transit crime. Our transit system must remain safe. Uh, We had a shift in the number of offices we had uh, underground. Uh, The funding uh, ran out. The funding ran out. How could the funding run out in such a public safety matter? That's why tonight when I go up with the Guardian Angels and I respond to the many calls that I got from the people in the area where this occurred on the number four train, Mount Eden, mostly black, mostly Hispanics, many who... Remember what we first did 45 years ago. Uh, I will uh, pledge to uh, Transit Police Chief Michael Kempler, friend of Sid Rosenberg. I've known him for years when he was at the 75th Precinct in Brooklyn. Uh, I will pledge to him that we will begin patrolling that number four train because it is out of control. It is out of control. And even to the mayor, who I have no respect for because he has destroyed this city by catering to the needs of the people that he invited and gave the red carpet treatment, the migrants, over the citizens. And by tomorrow, I'll also be able to tell you more of the intricate day-to-day details of what has led to this shooting and other shootings that are plaguing the area. And it's mostly juveniles. Just like you saw the Venezuelan the other day, the migrant, right? 15-year-old illegal alien. Just like you're seeing now, although these are probably local yokel uh, gangbangers, 15-year-olds, probably citizens, doesn't matter. Thug is a thug, a thugette is a thugette, and they got to be stopped. And it's just not enough money because the mayor is spending money in all the world, all the wrong places. And yet, the illegals, the migrants continue to come in continue to be housed in hotels, being given food, iPhones, smartphones, health care, everything that citizens down on their luck, who many of whom will be riding that number four train tonight sleeping 
because there's no room in the shelter for them. Many of them emotionally disturbed, many of them African-Americans, many of them veterans who have served in peacetime and wartime. And we'll make sure that they're safe and secure, too. But think about that, ladies and gentlemen. We've come full cycle. 45 years from when I started the first Guardian Angel Patrol on February 13th of 1979 on that same number four train where six were shot, one is dead, which used to be called the Muggers Express and now has sort of reclaimed its title in the massive subway system where crime is just scaring people into not using it. And you know what that means. Gotham City, USA. Billy Joe, Mr. Long Island. Excellent choice. Uh, Wrong way, Lou Rufino. You let off the program today. The sit-in friends that I participate in every day at 7.05, and naturally we've been talking about the only race in the nation that everybody is focused on right there, predominantly Long Island, which is Mozzie versus the, uh, let's say, Dullard Swazi. He's been there before. It's the same old, same old. But it is neck and neck in the polling. And let me just say that it was dominating the discussion today by, oh, will snow keep the voters away? Will snow keep the voters away? I have a little different approach. Spent a lot of time up in Albany, the state capital, in organizing the Guardian Angels in Arbor Hill in the South End, which is right near where the governor's mansion is on Eagle Street, the executive building is, and uh, where the mayor's uh, office is, Mayor Whelan at the time, who uh, couldn't chew gum and think straight, but was uh, always looking to harass me and lock me up in Albany County Jail for simply organizing in Arbor Hill and the South End, which to this day continues to have high crime issues, including drive-by shootings. It's only a city of about a little less than 100,000 people, and when government isn't in session, it's a ghost town. But there was an individual many, many years ago who's a fixture in that town. Cronyism, corruption, it was a one-mayor town, and for 40 years, his name, Mayor Erastus Corny. Now, Justin Ellick, you may want to uh, check your facts on this, but you know that uh, there is a, the uh, junior senator of the state of New York we don't often uh, talk about uh, because uh, she is, um, uh, let me just say, a woman who has flip-flopped in order to become the U.S. senator because when she was the congressman, uh, Gillibrand, she was Annie Oakley. She was Miss uh, Second Amendment you know, you would have had Charlton Heston standing there. You'll have to pry this gun out of my cold, dead hand. 
And side by side holding up that gun would have been uh, then Congresswoman Gillibrand. Well, her grandmother was the gumada, the mistress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're getting all nervous here. Uh, wrong way, Lou Rufino. It's okay. Everybody knows it up there. For me, Erastus Corning. And whenever it would snow, especially around the time of an election where maybe insurgent Democrats were challenging uh, the arrest, the uh, Erastus Corning machine, Democratic machine, uh, he would say, God brought the snow and God could take it away. And because he controlled the snow plows and the snow removal, if you happen to be in the neighborhoods that were challenging the machine, Justin Ellick, you didn't see a plow for a month of Sundays. If you were in neighborhoods of Albany where it was an Erastus Corning vote, a machine vote, they had plows, salt going up and down. They weren't just plowing the streets. They were plowing the driveways. They were shoveling the snow. They were carrying elderly people. They were putting them in cars and cabs. The machine got their vote out. You, 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 you understand this? Now, I understand in Nassau County now they've had significant snow. And the Nassau County GOP machine, and it is a machine, uh, of uh, Chairman Cairo, and his consigliere, Peter King, and Bruce Blakeman, the Nassau County executive. Uh, knowing Nassau County as I do, you know, you have the North Shore, you have the South Shore. South Shore is flat, it's more condensed, it's much easier to plow. The North Shore is hilly, it's more spread out. North Shore is mostly Democrat, South Shore mostly Republican. Now, uh, wrong way, Lou Rufino, you who have driven in the wrong way many times, where do you think most of the county plows are going to go? Hmm, let's figure that one out. <laughs> Already alerts have gone out from Team Mozzie. Pick up voters, pick up voters to all citizens. Stop what you're doing. Get out of the Piggly Wiggly supermarket, wherever you are, the stop and shop, and go pick up your neighbors, and if necessary, temporarily kidnap them or make sure that uh, law enforcement is not made aware. Bring them to the polls and get them to vote. I mean, the Nassau County Republican machine is out there and they are carrying people on their backs to the voting locations. Now, this snow, uh, as was mentioned before by Noam Later, who has disappeared because he had us believing there to be five foot of snow on the ground, right? Or five inches. Where's the snow? I realize there is snow in other parts, uh, so I'm not acting like there isn't snow in other parts of the five boroughs, Staten Island, parts of Queens. I've been in touch with a lot of people, or Nassau County or even Suffolk County, parts of New Jersey that have been clobbered. I know Jersey City got five inches. I got it. But we really don't have it here in Manhattan. But I will tell you, today is a true test of the old machine, because that's what Good old-fashioned retail politics is. Everybody has sent out their literature. I have James Perrone out there who has uh, managed my campaign for mayor and has assisted the Guardian Angels, and he does a yeoman's job, but he happens to live in the district, and he already has a double hernia from getting all the literature mailed to him from both sides. For every one Mozzie uh, drop, there are two uh, drops from Swazi because he has more money. Remember Hakeem Jeffries, who hopes one day to be Speaker of the House? Oh, God, over my dead body. Uh, one day he will be. It's always a cycle. 
has put together a pack for Tom Swazi, his very dear friend, $6 million out of the box he had, $6 million. And he was running TV commercials from the day one that he announced after he schlepped up to Eagle Street in Albany, did his mayor copas, was down on his hands and he's begging for forgiveness of Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb and her crooked husband, uh, who made out like bandits by getting all that money that was spent to build a new Buffalo Bills stadium that her old man has the vending contract for, and he wears the pinky ring. And Tom Swazi had to kiss the pinky ring. He had to do his mayor copas. They kicked him out of the governor's mansion. She endorsed him the next day, and he's been running ever since. And it's all oldie moldy stuff. And let's get right down to it, okay? What what the Democrats thought this race would be all about abortion, and it always is when it's against Republicans, even though Republicans differ with themselves in terms of uh, when abortion should be permitted and when it shouldn't be permitted. Mozzie is not hardcore life. She believes that it's up to the woman, woman's choice. She is pro-life herself, obviously. Look, she's got, I think, seven children. But it didn't turn out that abortion was the key issue. Now, we'll see once the analytics are done at the polls of everyone who voted early, voted by mail, or is voting all day today. It's the migrant issue that has exploded to the forefront. And the leader of the pack lives in uh, Southampton now, out at the mansion of his brother Fredo, uh, Chris Cuomo, with his wartime consigliere, Joe Pacoco. And you know it. Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, plotting his political comeback, destroyed the state, wants to destroy our city now, and is using Swazi's campaign as a litmus test because him and Swazi are like two peas in a pod, a soup in a sandwich, a horse in a carriage. They've always been together. And when it comes to demeaning ICE, the hero, the Immigration and Naturalization Service, they've done it together like twin brothers. When I was county executive of Nassau County, I kicked ICE out of Nassau County. When I was county executive of Nassau County, I kicked ICE out of Nassau County. When I was county executive of Nassau County, I kicked ICE out of Nassau County. When I was county executive of Nassau County, I kicked ICE out of Nassau County. And MS-13 was able to invade because of that decision. And it all came about because the uh, general in charge of the Democratic Party the, that hated ICE and wanted them out at that time was Andrew Evelice Cuomo. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. I am the Guardian Angels. This uh, 45th anniversary, we're out patrolling Brentwood in Central Islip, where MS-13 was embedded, embedded. And then it was Peter King, the congressman, who took him on, took him on, took on Cuomo, took on Tom Swazi and said, no, we need support for ICE. Convinced then-President Trump, and Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, to fly in on Air Force One. And all three of them went to the federal courthouse in central Islip. And they planned to take back of Nassau and Suffolk County from MS-13. It was slaughtering people at the time. Remember, dismembering them, threatening people. And it was President Trump who looked at all local law enforcement at the county level, the state level, 
the local level and said, you will work with ICE. You will work with La Migra. They know who these people are. They have tracked their travel from El Salvador and other parts of Central America. They are going to assist you. And once everybody worked together, they eliminated the problem. That's because of Peter King. And how do I know that? Because when I was side by side with him out there from time to time, we'd see him. We were patrolling, and he was he was organizing the opposition to Andrew Evilize Cuomo and Tom Swazi, who wanted to keep ICE out and keep MS-13 in. That's the bottom line. This is a race for America. Mozzie wants to maintain public safety and a crackdown on migrant criminals. Tom Swazi wants them to run footloose and fancy-free throughout Nassau County and the part of Queens that's in the district and the sliver of Suffolk County. So I am begging and beseeching you all, wherever you are, utilize your car, carry people to the polling station, give them the right, the opportunity to weigh in on this special election, the only election in the nation, a litmus test for probably what will happen in November. But whether win or lose or draw, because nowadays you never know, some of these elections don't get resolved until weeks, months later. There's one good thing that has come about. Peter King himself, the warrior of all warriors in this battle and other battles, told Sid Rosenberg what this has achieved. Curtis, he and I have had our differences over the years, always friendly differences, but he's been a real warrior on this, in that northeast section of Queens, he's out there. Plus, he uses his uh, radio megaphone. Probably the best thing Rousey has done, she's formed an alliance between me and Curtis. She's made peace. Yes, she has. And I will continue to work to get the Asian vote out in Queens, which is imperative, and the other vote until 9 o'clock tonight when the polls close. And then I'll head up to the Bronx to celebrate our 45th anniversary. Please, I've never asked you to do a favor for me. Never, most of you. If you're in that district or you know people in that district, please get them to vote. Please get out to vote. Don't let the weather prevent you to voting for America. Because a vote for Mazi is a vote for America. A vote for Swazi is to continue a migrant criminal invasion that will destroy this nation. This is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Once again, uh, I've asked James Flippin to come in. James, uh, you were the uh, captain of the uh, Glenridge uh, football team in high school that was terrified of Barringer in Newark, and you opted out rather than argue with the coach halftime. You wanted to get the hell out of there, right? Am I right or wrong? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I knew better than to argue with the coach. Uh, question. I gave you a homework assignment uh, at the start of the Rip and Read. What was the famous gin mill that the writers, Trendoids, Freakasoids, and Jet Setters would hang out in the Upper East Side, owned by a very famous woman entrepreneur? Do you have yeah. any idea? Actually, I do, because I thought about it, and I realized that there is actually a song that makes reference to the place you're talking about. Billy Joel's Big Shot. People were all impressed 
with the people that they knew at Elaine's. Correct. Wow, you got it. Based so on the Billy Joel song. The Halston dress and the people that you knew at Elaine's. All right, enough of oh, it. Sorry. Save it for the shower show. Sorry, sorry. Elaine Kaufman, what a figure. I didn't often go there. I went there maybe twice in my life. But one time with the great sports writer, Steve Muchnick of the Post, who I know is going to write about this travesty of Travis Kelsey with his coach, Andy Reid. We went there with Johnny Legit, and a guy tries to bum a cigarette from him, him outside, a homeless guy, and Mushnick, good guy, he's at the bar, he goes out, he gives him a cigarette, he walks back in, and Elaine Kaufman gives him the finger. Oh, what a, oh, and the Baldwin brothers were there, they were laughing there, you know what else. But, he's probably going to be the only one. I'm looking at everything, I don't see anybody editorializing about what Travis Kelsey did moments before the halftime show, getting into the face of his coach, Andy Reid, knocking down the the playbook that he had in his hand and almost knocking him down. Have you seen anything? I mean, there's definitely people online who, uh, whether it's social media, have expressed their, you know, displeasure with his rage. You know, I thought I saw something about Andy Reid saying he thought that Travis Kelsey had yeah, grown yeah, out but, of this. But let's face it, it's it's a Taylor Swift. He's Mr. Taylor Swift. Yeah, He's it's, an it's largely being under underplayed. You you grew up, you were told, don't mess with the coach. The referees, the umpires, they're always being attacked by parents, you know, who want their kids to play. Now kids are going to think it's okay to get up into the face of a coach. All these people dedicate their lives to youth sports for girls and boys and young adults. And now everybody's going to think, well, I'll do a Travis Kelsey to him. Travis Kelsey can do it and get away. And look, he's Mr. Taylor Swift now. There needs to be an apology. And I bet you Steve Mushnick in the post is going to write about it. And he may be the only one who writes about it.